0: How is the New York Giants roster taking shape? Ed Valentine of Big Blue View and I discuss that and more on today's Locked On Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to the to a new edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. You got the P train here. Patricia Traina, your host. And today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com. Or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. And joining me on today's program is good friend Ed Valentine, Big Blue View. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Giants roster is taking shape ahead of cutdown dates, which is uh, on August 29th. And we'll also talk about some takeaways we have from training camp. Ed, always good to see you, my friend.
1: You too, Patty. P Train, huh? Yeah. P-train? P-train. This, are, are you gonna start like re- recording rap songs and making TikTok <laughs> dance videos? Come on, I I come on. Let's it's, let's see it's it. it's let's coming. See it.
0: It's oh coming, my you know? god, the
1: P Train.
0: Now well, I gotta get a nickname. <laughs> yeah, you do well. Eddie V. Let's uh, yeah, Eddie I v, yeah,
1: we could we could do that,
0: yeah. But uh no people call me PT which is what my mother actually used to call me back in the day. But but lately, you know, people have been calling me P-Train because that's, you know, my, my hashtag when I do Twitter t- uh, Tuesdays and stuff is Ask P-Train. So the name kind of stuck. So we're trying it out. What the heck? There it's something new. So <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about how this Giants roster is taking shape. We're going to talk about our takeaways. Ed, let's start off. Uh, training camp is basically wrapping up. Today, as we record this, we're recording this on Thursday. The Giants have a walk-through Friday, and then the preseason finale against the Jets on Saturday night. Ed, what are some of your biggest takeaways after watching this team in training camp and in the preseason so far?
1: Well, I suppose one of the biggest takeaways, Patty, is Joe Shane went into the offseason talking about the talent gap between the Giants, the Eagles, the Chiefs, you know some of the what you would consider the the top tier teams in the NFL and you wondered how he would attack that. And we can argue we can go around and around arguing as to whether he's closed the talent gap on the Eagles. Cuz the Eagles I mean the Eagles are good. That's you know let's just be up front the Eagles are good. They're a loaded roster still. But the reality of it is you know, Brandon Brown has said it Joe has said it himself this is a better roster than the one that the Giants ended the 2022 season with when we get to roster cuts on Tuesday or if the Giants make some of them on Monday or, or whenever they make them but the New York Giants are going to be cutting a number of players who are going to find their way to other rosters just think back the last couple of years Patty how many Players the Giants cut and they basically just vaporized (laughs) they disappeared, you know, from the NFL landscape. That's not going to happen this year. There's going to be a bunch of guys that find their way to to other NFL teams. That, for me, is the biggest takeaway. I don't know if it translates to more wins. You know, we'll see. But it's a better roster. That's the biggest takeaway for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, speaking of improving the roster, just before we were getting ready to record, news came down about the Giants trading for Arizona linebacker Isaiah Simmons, a guy that I know a lot of people wanted in the twenty twenty draft. The Giants, of course, went with Andrew Thomas. You know, another home run pick. Now, in, you know, in retrospect, Ed, what are your thoughts about that uh, acquisition?
1: Well, this is Patty. It's it's a no lose. They gave up a seventh round draft pick they basically and you know no offense to jordan riley and javarius owens i mean jordan riley looks like the exception to the rule so far as a seventh round pick but in terms of nfl capital a seventh round pick is nothing Mm -hmm. they just turned a seventh round pick into a former number eight overall pick in the draft and now we all know Isaiah Simmons has not played up to that level. He hasn't played up to the level of the 10th of the a top 10 pick in the draft. But he hasn't been a terrible player either. He is a perfect chess piece for Wink Martindale who loves his positional defense or positionless defense, pardon me. And I I, I looked at it after the trade and Isaiah Simmons has a significant number of NFL snaps at five different positions, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, slot corner, wide corner, and safety. He instantly upgrades three positions for the Giants in terms of their depth chart, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and slot corner. And I don't know how he's going to impact the 53-man roster. I haven't had time to sit down and start to figure that out yet. But it's no lose for the Giants. He doesn't have to play like a top 10 pick. He has to play better than Tomon Fox and O'Shane Zimenez and Darnay Holmes and and Carter Coughlin to, to have a positive impact on this roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here's what I like about the move that that the Giants made. You know, Joe Shane, I had some people on my Twitter timeline say, why did the Giants give up a draft pick for this guy, a seventh rounder? He can't be that good. Here's what I like about this. Joe Shane knows that for the first few weeks of the season, the waiver wire order reflects the draft order. So he's not going to have first crack necessarily – at some of the talent that's going to get cut and passed through to waivers. Now, I don't know if the Cardinals were necessarily planning to cut Isaiah Simmons, but had they done so, don't you think if he had hit the waiver wire, there would have been a ton of teams in front of the Giants looking to get him? So for Joe Sheen to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to flip over a seventh round pick to get the guy that I want, the guy that, as you pointed out, can fill three different roles minimum on the defense – that's a, a tremendous value move and a smart move by Joe Shane. Would you not
1: agree? That That's a really good point by you, Patty. You know, why the hell are you so smart?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say it was because I was hanging around with you so much, but I, I don't want to give you credit because I don't want your head to get big.
1: <laughs> oh, my head's big enough, Patty. Can't you see my head's big enough? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: But uh I mean you you agree with the point, right? I mean it it's Absolutely. smart GMing. It's, it's a master class by Joe Shane and how to build if, a roster.
1: And and that point has come up. As you said, the Giants are 25th in waiver priority, which means 24 teams have a shot at players before the Giants do. So the Giants aren't going to get you know necessarily the the cream of the crop here off the waiver wire so this was to me it's a it's a fantastic move no lose you gave up a seventh round pick you you know big big deal you got a player who even if he doesn't play to top 10 talent levels will likely have more impact than your than your standard seventh round pick
0: For sure. For sure. And then, you know, it's interesting because the Giants aren't getting any comp picks or at least they're not projected to get any comp picks next year. And I know I sat here all off season long thinking, okay, you know what? They're going to make some kind of trade to suck, to restock or add to to what they have. And let me ask you this because, you know, you see the moves that Shane has made. Um, Do you, Think he makes a trade with somebody who maybe is not making this team. Maybe he looks to move. I don't know a receiver or maybe uh, I don't know an edge rusher. Uh, you know, at the that's not going to make the move. Maybe look to move one of those guys to add to his his um, you know pot so to speak for next year. Or do you think they're at a point now where they don't need as many draft picks next year because they've got a, a solid core in place?
1: Patty, I think that you. Always try to add draft picks if you can. They're capital. They allow you to do things like what Joe just did in swapping the seventh round pick for Isaiah Simmons. And you and I have had this discussion, you know, on on the practice field at various times about trying to trade a player at this time of the year. And I keep getting the question in mailbags, you know, from readers at Big Blue View and, and all of that. And what I think is, Joe will try. He will try to flip a wide receiver, or he will try to flip an offensive lineman, or he might try to flip Darnay Holmes somewhere if he can. The problem is, Patty, now Isaiah Simmons, for example, was an, a former number eight overall pick in the draft. He's a guy who, when he's available, gets your attention, all right? As of Tuesday, if you if you do the math as of Tuesday, you know, rosters cut from 90 to 53. That is 1,184 players who will be on the waiver wire or who will be free for other teams to sign. What players at the bottom of the Giants depth chart really stand out at offensive tackle or at cornerback or whatever position to where they're so much different than any other player at those positions that an NFL team would give up draft capital for them. I really can't think of one. People have asked me about Matt Matt Parrott. I think Matt Parrott makes this roster. Give me another offensive tackle the Giants have that a team would trade for. Give me a cornerback, maybe other than Darnay Holmes, that a team would trade for a linebacker, a defensive tackle. I can't, I can't tell you one. Maybe somebody trades for Colin Johnson, but there's probably ten or twelve other guys out there just like Colin Johnson. So I, I just don't, I see, I don't see it. I mean,
0: unless you know they take the same approach. If it's a team that's down on the waiver wire order and they're desperate, I mean that's the only hope I think they have. Because, you know, that's like I said, that's that's a factor.
1: I think he'll try and I'll give him credit if he's able to do it. It's just I keep telling people it's not it's not as easy as you might think, right? Because there's so there's going to be such a glut of players available here in a few days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about how this roster Is starting to take shape because there are a lot of tough decisions that need to be made, some of which may be made after the Jet game has has concluded on Saturday night. So don't go anywhere, Giant fans. We'll be right back. Hey, Giant fans, if you're looking for your best shave ever, then you need to check out Harry's. From their legendary high-quality razors to skincare products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag, and they deliver their products straight to your door. My husband recently started using Harry's shaving products, and he loves the clean, close shave that he gets that allows him to go for days looking fresh without messing up his skin. Harry's starter set includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. And you can schedule automatic refills for as low as $2, half of what you would pay for other blades when you open an account. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's Razors and Skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 when you go to Harry's dot com slash NFL. That's Harry's dot com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast, special weekend edition. I've got good friend Ed Valentine here. We're talking about the Giants roster, which decisions are going to have to be made after tonight's preseason game against the New York Jets and some tough decisions, Edward, that need to be made. Um, Let's start talking about some of them, and I think we've got to start with the obvious one, wide receiver. Now, as we record this disclaimer, we are recording this on Thursday. Wandale Robinson has started running. We saw him running uh, for really the first time uh, earlier in the week, he's still on Pup. There is a chance he could come off Pup. I personally don't think it makes sense to bring him off Pup, but if he if they do bring him off Pup, now it, it further muddies, what's already a muddy uh, position group. And how do you see the receiver position kind of playing out at this point?
1: Well, Patty, let me start with Wondale Robinson. I think that Joe Shane said almost two weeks ago now, I think that, Wandale would be off the pup list soon. And I think that we've kind of figured out that Joe kind of jumped the gun on that one at this point. At this point, I agree with you. It makes, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to bring him off because can he really be ready to give them anything by week one? He's not going to help on special teams. Can he really be ready to give them anything on offense? I don't know. So it makes sense to leave him there and let him get fully healthy and bring him back after the first quarter of the season. But we'll see. I mean, the big the big question for me, Patty, revolves around Sterling Shepard at wide receiver. And like you, I've been agonizing over trying to figure out a 53-man roster and figuring out the different permutations and how many receivers can be kept and and this and that and i watched Shepard on pra- at practice on wednesday and he looked really good patty he moved really well he he toasted trey hawkins a couple of times he he he's making plays he looks good I think he's very, very difficult to cut at this point. Although he doesn't help them on special teams, I think, I think if Wendale Robinson stays on, Pup Sterling Shepard definitely makes this roster. I have questions if they bring Robinson off, but right now, I think Shep makes the roster. I just the way he's moving around, the way he's been playing in practice, I, I have a hard time seeing uh, seeing him get cut at this point.
0: Right. I mean, the only way I could see them cutting him is if they need the roster spot for a procedural move, meaning if somebody is, uh, you know, injured and they want to move the guy to injured reserve and they need the spot. You and I discussed this, I think, on the sideline this week. We yeah. talked about how if the Giants, you know, need to cut Shepard, what they could do is they could cut him with the understanding that they're going to bring him back once they clear a roster spot by moving guys off the initial 53 two injured reserve which
1: you know, there's a lot of bookkeeping that needs to get done patty and as i was pouring through my own 53 man roster projection which i'm still working on the one name that jumps out when we talk about pup list and this and that you leave wandale robinson on pup it it helps the initial roster construction because it's one less decision that you have to make the one that's interesting to me at a completely different position, Patty, is defensive lineman Ryder Anderson.
0: Mm-hmm. Ryder
1: Anderson suffered a triceps injury early in training camp. Brian Dable said it was not season-ending, said it would be a couple of weeks. And like everything else that an NFL team tells you, it's been more than a couple of weeks, but it's not going to be season-ending. Here's the thing, though if the giants want to have him this year he's not ready to play now apparently no he's not ready to play now the logical thing for them to do is to place him on ir and bring him back after after 4 weeks or when you know whenever he's ready but as you talk about procedural moves you know roster gymnastics whatever you want to call them if they're going to do that He has to be on the 53-man roster at 4 o'clock on Tuesday, which means somebody they actually want on the 53-man roster has to get cut so that they can put Anderson on the 53 and then move him to IR so that they can bring him back. If they do it beforehand, you know this, they do it beforehand, he's lost for the season. Right. So that's the kind of moves that we're talking about. There's just things that have to be done you know, for the long term, the 53 that we see at four o'clock on Tuesday isn't going to be the 53 12 hours later.
0: Right. Right. There's going to be some moves. And don't forget, also, there's going to be cuts made that maybe the Giants are going to put waiver claims in. You know, they're going to, there's going to be mm-hmm. veterans whose contracts are terminated by other teams that maybe the Giants will try and bring in and, and add. So there's, there's just a lot of you know, flipping around, that's going to happen, particularly at the bottom of the depth chart. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's going to have to be some procedural moves in all likelihood to, to fit some of these guys, as well as some moves that they're just flat out make, you know, because they feel they've upgraded at a position. And where else do you think the giants are still a little, you know, shaky as far as their depth at, at a specific position?
1: Well I I think that the Simmons move took care of the the linebacker issues for me really both inside and outside because mm-hmm. you can use him wherever wherever need be. Um for me I think the position I keep coming back to is cornerback Patty. Yeah. I look at you've got Tay Banks, Adoree Jackson, Trey Hawkins. Two rookies who are going to start plus Adoree Jackson You've got Cordell Flott as the fourth cornerback, who I think is is locked into the roster. You've got to have at least a fifth cornerback, maybe a sixth corner. And right now, I couldn't tell you who those are going to be. We've we've talked a lot. I know you have, I have on our on our shows, and we've written about Darnay Holmes a lot. And here's what I say about Darnay Holmes: Yeah, he's a he's an adequate NFL slot cornerback, but he's lost that job. He's not going to be the punter, the kickoff returner, which he's done a little bit of both of those in the past. He's, like I said, he's lost the slot job, not going to be the kickoff returner, has a $2.9 million cap hit. And the brutal truth is he hasn't been very good this summer. The brutal truth is you watch him day after day in practice, and he's getting beaten far too often by guys who are not going to make the giants 53 man roster Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, and that you're, you're going to pay $2.9 million for a guy whose performance you're not very sure of, you know, I don't see it. So I think the giants are going to be looking for veteran upgrades. We heard that they, that they brought in William Jackson for a visit the other day. I think they're going to keep looking for upgrades. If they decide Jackson's not the right guy, So I I think that's a pretty obvious spot for me.
0: Going back to the Simmons move for a minute, who ultimately pays the price with their roster spot? Is it maybe one of the inside linebackers? Is it one of the outside linebackers? Where do you slot Simmons in when you're doing your 53 initial projection?
1: Oh, you're cheating, Patty, because now you want help with your 53.
0: I already did my 53. You're cheating. Mine, now, I am not you're cheating. cheating. Mine is done. I know exactly how I'm going. I want to hear you're, how you're going, though. No,
1: no. See, you want I you did a show yesterday on my
0: 53.
1: <laughs> you you want to go back and change yours. I
0: nope.
1: Nope. You know, the thing of it is, Patty, I think. I think ultimately it's one of the edge guys. I think it's probably O'Shane Ziminez. If you look at him as the, as the last edge guy, the other thing that I, I'm curious about. I, the more I look at it, the more I think Cam Brown might not make this roster either. Oh, and I don't, that. Yeah, I don't, I that. don't, I don't know if it's, if it's the Simmons move that knocks him off the roster or if it's just a need elsewhere, but, as nice a special teams player as he is, he has not developed in any way, shape, or form as a guy that can help them as an inside linebacker, and you know, a- and that's a problem. Carter Coughlin, to me, is a guy who he who can at least, if you need him for for a few snaps, if you need him for a game, he can do an adequate job in there. But uh, but I think those two guys in particular, Cam Brown, O'Shane Zimenez are both in trouble. And I think you could probably directly correlate Simmons to at least one of those guys losing a roster spot.
0: All right. Just to prove I'm not cheating. I had those two guys not making the roster before you even mentioned it. So I'm going to give you, because I'm a nice person, I'm going to give you what <laughs> I'm thinking here. All right. Wild guess here. I don't think this is how it's going to play out, but I'm going to throw this scenario out at you anyway. What about Darian Beavers not making the 53? And I go back to when Wink Martindale said, in a way, he's like a rookie. You know, he sees this is his rookie campaign all over again. So Coughlin um, is a good special teams player, like you mentioned. Micah McFadden has been in the lead, according to Wink. So now you've got Simmons that you add to the mix. And I have him in the inside linebacker group. Although, again, you could put him anywhere. So what if they try to take Darian Beavers and slip him through to the practice squad? What do you think of that possible possibility?
1: Oh, Patty, I think there are always surprises. Now when we started training camp, we, you know, I I think everybody got all excited because we saw Darian Beavers take some first team reps and we know that he had a good training camp a year ago. I, I would be surprised if they tried to, to, to squeeze him through to the practice squad, because I don't think he would get there. I think they might lose him, but, but anything is possible. I mean, I don't know how they feel about Beavers on special teams. I don't know if they feel like he should have a role, you know, in some way, shape or form, a small role on the defense. You know, he's, he sort of faded into the background after a good spring and a good start to to training camp. So I would be surprised by that. But again, he's he's a guy that was a sixth round pick. And if they don't think he's ready to help them, maybe they try to squeeze him through to the practice squad. I just, I just, I'm not sure he would get there.
0: Okay, fair enough. But like you said, there's always surprises. So um, all right, coming up next, the Giants and the Jets tonight, MetLife Stadium. We'll talk a little bit about that and we'll have some final thoughts on the direction of this Giants 2023 roster with Ed Valentine of uh, Big Blue View. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Hey Giant fans, August is here and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. There's no waivers and no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. So go ahead, try out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and bigger than ever before with $15 million total prizes up for grabs, including an observed 3 million going to the winner. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdogfantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. You got the P-Train, Patricia Trainer. that's me, Eddie V, we're going to call him Eddie V because he needs a nickname as well. Ed <laughs> Valentine of Big Blue View. Uh, some of you call us the Dream Team. Ed, we're if only people knew, right?
1: We're ah, oh, <laughs> Patty, you Patty, you're stirring stuff up. Just call us uh, the A Team and leave it at that. A- yeah, you know? okay,
0: okay, we can All call it right. the A Team. Yeah, I All mean, right. a lot of people don't realize this, but you and I used to be regular co-hosts until you decided to dump me, you bum
1: yeah i know. I, yeah. know I i i I did that i did that but yeah you know, he dumped me folks but you know what Yeah,
0: we're still friends you know just there like any go. breakup we're still friends i'm going to do his show he's here doing mine as we get you ready for tonight's giants jets preseason finale and ed let's talk a little bit about that game the giants probably not going to play their starters um or the majority of their starters we might see maybe an Evan Neal or you know a a couple guys here and there like a Trey Hawkins or something like that the Jets are planning to play their starters Aaron Rodgers and company what do you want to see out of this last preseason game besides no injuries obviously
1: well I'm very curious to see how long the Jets play Aaron Rodgers but but in terms of You know, from a Giants perspective, that's neither here nor there. And just to be clear, Brian Dable was absolutely clear that the Jets playing Rodgers is going to have no impact on how the Giants approach the game in terms of the personnel that they use and and all of that. Nor should it. The, The plans of the opposition in a preseason game should have nothing to do with, you know, with the Giants plans at all. So I mean as far as as far as I'm concerned I'd love some clarity on a few of the position battles I'd love some clarity on a couple of the the offensive line depth spots I I'm kind of curious to watch snaps to see the one of the battles for safety spots between Javarius Owens and and, and Bobby McCain I'm kind of curious to see the backup cornerback spots. Because we always find, Patty, you can always go back and you might not notice it during the game, but you can always go back and look at snap counts after the third preseason game and think, oh, that guy's a backup we thought was fighting for a roster spot and he didn't play. Mm -hmm. And that means he's not making his team.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and so those are really... You know, as far as figuring out, oh, did this unit play well? Did that unit play well? You know, I'm I'm not really that focused on on those kinds of things, although one of the other big things to look at is in a preseason game like this is special teams contributions. Can Bryce Ford Wheaton make a play? Can Jay Sean Corbin, who's got a shot at a fourth running back spot, make a play? Because Jay Sean Corbin's not going to make this team. Because he's shown well as a running back. Right. The Giants have Saquon and they have Matt Breda and they have Eric Gray. Jay Sean Corbin's gonna make this team if they think he can help them on special teams, which we already know Gary Brightwell can. Right. So that's so I'm looking for guys who guys who jump out on special teams, guys who make bad mistakes. That's not good news for them. You know, but but I'm looking for special teams performers and, and 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 playing time and things like that.
0: And I'm going to throw this question out at you. It's kind of a weird question. At least it's going to sound Uh-oh. like a weird question. Uh-oh. Question, Uh-oh. but there's a method to my madness. So let me let me just kind of spit it out here. When I had um, Ralph Entry of Jets Country on my show yesterday, I asked him about Aaron Rodgers and what the method to the madness was in, in getting Aaron Rodgers out there despite the fact that he's a proven veteran and, and, you know, really has nothing to show in the preseason and it, that it's a risk. And Ralph had mentioned that it's a chance to get into the game flow before the, you know, the regular season to get the cadence, the rhythm down and everything like that. You look at the Giants and they have not played Saquon Barkley all preseason and they're not expected to play him tomorrow. Now, Barkley, obviously, he's gotten some quality reps in practice during a control environment, but the Giants also haven't been in pads, you know, uh, every day. That being said, how concerned are you, if at all, over the fact that Saquon hasn't had any preseason reps? Do you think that could potentially hurt him and maybe show some rust when he does get on the field? Or do you think it's just, you know, not a big deal for him?
1: It's much ado about nothing, Patty, as far as I'm concerned. Saquon Barkley if he stays healthy for 17 games Saquon Barkley is going to touch the ball 350 times every healthy season in his career he's touched the ball around 350 times I don't need Saquon Barkley taking any extra hits he you know it's I I don't see any sense in him in him playing I don't have a problem with it just just save the bullets for when they count.
0: Okay, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, like I said, I think a lot of us were surprised that the Jets are doing that with Aaron Rodgers, especially given that their offensive line isn't settled. Patty, so the, Jets,
1: to- the, the Jets aren't doing that with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is doing that with Aaron Rodgers. You think Robert Sala calling the shots over there in Florham Park?
0: Uh, true, <laughs> true. Good point. But, you know,
1: wants to play, so he's going to play.
0: Very true. I, I guess what Aaron wants, Aaron gets, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, again, I just, I just had to throw that out there because I, I just wondered when a guy oh, doesn't play it. in the preseason, you know, is there going to be concern for rust? And I, I mean, me personally, I don't think we have to worry about it. And you make a good point. You want to reduce the wear and tear on Saquon Barkley because look, they're going to need him. And I think you're going to see a reduction maybe in some of his, of, of that pounding, you know, being the third down blitz pickup back, for example, just to keep him fresh and get him through a 17 game season and hopefully a playoff season as well. Ed, any final thoughts before we get into the preseason finale with the Jets on, you know, the roster development of this Giants team, concerns, anything at all?
1: No, I just I just want to see which one of us gets more correct in this 53 man roster projection. Patty.
0: Oh, it's a competition now?
1: Of course it is.
0: Okay, of course and, it is. To, and and what does the winner get?
1: Oh, I have I don't know, Patty, make a suggestion.
0: <laughs> I don't know. About that. I that. Know know. I'm, what? 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 I'm going to let my listeners and my viewers make the suggestion. How about that?
1: Oh my god. I've mean, gotten myself I mean, into We could
0: say I have to wear a, a Marilyn hat or something like that, you know, kind of like the bets that that the football players make when their their college teams go up against each other. We could do something like that.
1: We'll have to see. We'll figure, we'll figure something figure out. We'll see what we'll see what they say, Patty. <laughs> but maybe I maybe maybe I wish I hadn't gotten into this now. <laughs> oh, do you late like to back out now. You're on no, I'm gonna win anyway. I'm gonna win anyway. Oh, big
0: talk <laughs> there, big man. Okay. All right, sure. <laughs> I think on that note, that's a good place to end this. Uh, And I'm not talking about the relationship with Ed, folks. I'm talking about the podcast. So (laughs) thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day or watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. New York Giants, New York Jets tonight. I will have a show for you wrapping things up. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be tonight after the game or early tomorrow morning. We also still have our post preseason uh, roster projections. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to roll right into the to a brand new week. There's going to be so much coming up on the Latin Giants podcast. Hope you will check us out for Ed Valentine. I'm Patricia Trainer. We will see you again tomorrow, Giant Pans.